Warning, the host of this podcast has a penchant for the pontification of puns and an altruistically alienating affection for alliteration. If you suffer a weak constitution or get annoyed easily, you may want to seek prior medical advice or avoid this particularly perplexing pod podcast as the host is unbalanced as a washer full of shoes. Salutations, my slumberless stoners. This is your docent of dope, Jackpot, here talking with uh, with Oren from Liberty Health Sciences, my my hometown of Florida. I'm no longer there anymore. Sorry. Uh, so go ahead, Oren. Uh, go introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, why you're here, so on and so forth. Fantastic. Well, again, I'm Oren. I'm a I'm a community outreach specialist with Liberty Health Sciences. So really the main point where I'm different, I guess the best way you can classify me, I would be the cannabis version of a pharmaceutical rep, but where cannabis is different, we're community. We come together. We're not, we're not pharmacopoeia. We don't just give you something and say, good luck. And by the way, this might cause death. Instead, we come together as a community to try to find cures, try to find regimens that best work for the individual. So that's where I come in. I'm a community educator. Uh, I'm an innovator. I'm a motivator. I, I hit our stores. I get, I, I help, I help make sure our reps in the stores, our salespeople in our retail establishments are well-educated and they're saying the right things. And this is one of the big problems that we get in the industry right now. A lot of people going to these dispensaries, these dispensaries and your bud tenders, they're speaking out of their you know, out of their tuchas. There, there, there's, there's a little e next to my show, so you can feel free to say whatever the fuck you want because I'm a foul mouth. <laughs> I, I truly am. Like I can bring myself out, but, but let it fly, dude. Just like I got that e for. I only curse when I drive through Tallahassee. I don't know what it <laughs> oh, is. Oh no, I trust. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> but no, I, I, so I go to the dispensaries. I, I teach, I teach the great staff, which I'm so proud. I could have worked for anybody, and the great thing is because I come in from outside of the market from other. From other parts of our market i've been in the industry roughly now the medical side about 10 years before the medical side we're going to say about 25 years yeah I, i'm with you on that like I, I have to put in my my resume legally for for about 10 10 11 years legally well i mean my experience comes i come from the cultivation side of it you know i come from more of our, our sciencey areas i i love the science of cannabis oh, yeah. and i love the constant evolution of what we're learning, what we're discovering, and the great lengths that we have come in such a short period of time. But no, I so I teach I teach everybody at the dispensaries. I make sure they're all on the same page. You know, there's so much product out there. To me, it's not always just about product anymore. It's it comes down to the individual dispensary and how much they they care. Right. You know, how much they want to put into their medication. It's not just, hey, let's get something out there. It's going to taste okay. It's going to make some people cough, but we'll sell it because it's cheap. But instead, put a product that's rocket, that's consistently rocking. So, I mean, there's not many that do that. And that's one of the reasons I was I picked Liberty, because they're such a stand-up company. They've been solid all the way through. They are. They're, they're really good. I, uh, I, most of, most of, I could probably say 60% of the stuff that I got in Florida over the last couple of months has, has been from you guys. Uh, I've done... Uh, the Zentian, we have the Zentian products, it's great actually. Like the, the the carts, 
by far, like overall, I would say you guys, as far as accessibility, um, quality, quantity of product, quality of product, uh, is, is great. Like overall, you guys are, are, are my top now flower is my, you guys are third, uh, one plant and then grow healthy and then you guys. But you're, you're no 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 I'm not disagreeing at all there <laughs> now wait wait one plant rocking I love me some oh, one yeah. plant well that's what they did they I will, started out oh, with and ivory but and grow healthy with their queso pero oh forget about it and they've got trailblazer oh. and that that like y'all need to get on that because I'm gonna have one of those guys over it at one plant right no and there's certain strains that are incredible mm-hmm. now I don't know if you noticed I've been posting a lot of stuff showing our seed junkie genetics mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I mean, seed junk is number one in cannabis. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I, I was upset because I left, so I missed a lot of stuff. But I, I've been following it; it's good. <laughs> but I, I'm well. No, and we try. I put some pictures recently of our banana Kush cake, mm-hmm. and I have to say, I was there the other day. I was able to smell it. Pictures don't do it justice. I mean, just colas we need smell so big. I was hugging. We do need that. You're like a scratch and sniff poster. I right? love that. That would be great. That would be great. Little card to go off. With. <laughs> uh, but I, it's it's really interesting your your position because it's kind of like you're like like a walking SOP. I, I started doing that when I was working with Fluent. Um, I called it um, Soil to Sale, and it was just kind of a a multi platform omni departmental um, system that I had everything you know. So it, like big big posters of like what to look for in the plant. Um, you know, identifying nutrient deficiencies, identifying overwatering or, you know, bad placement or things like that. And I had everything set up and formatted so that it could be in the cultivation, the fertigation, the propagation level. And then you could break those into flashcards so that you could have a series of flashcards and it's botrytis and spider mites and what the sativa affects, what the indica affects, you know, um, what CBD does to THC specifically, things like that. So how, you have these little flashcards in the different dispensaries. Because uh, my, my main background, other than cannabis, has been restaurant and retail um, openings. Like, I've, I've opened four okay. restaurants. I've opened four or five major box stores across the country. Um, so, SOP so is my regimented for you. You've got to have a regiment. Yes, exactly. So, I, 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 was, I was starting on it, and, um, and it's basically like everything that you learn, and you could use that as training for the new employees. You can use that when you open up a new dispensary. And you can use that. The bud tenders could have a little reference in there so that you don't get that dreaded i don't know or you know just an opinion thing it's an actual standardized sop because unfortunately the way florida is with vertical integration it drives a wedge between the patients and the dispensary and what that does is then that causes that's where we're different though well no you're right but that's where we're different see florida and it's something people really haven't embraced yet because they haven't gone from the mindset of buying from an individual on the on the black market gray market however you want to categorize it you know, they would buy from one or two different people. Mm. They wouldn't buy from 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 a whole bunch of different dealers right. because of the because of the you know oh I, I don't want to get caught I don't want to drive with it I don't know this guy where is he getting it from and we never and also on some something I want to lead into we never asked about THC levels yeah it was never thing we never asked oh, what level of THC is this flower no I mean how does it look how does it smell is it fire fantastic. So we've really taken it to a whole new level. And I think sometimes we have to, we have to look at it. Yes, it's retail, but we have so much selection. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you say, look, my favorite flower, I've got one plant, I've got grow healthy. And then that's number three. When we have availability, I say we're number two, but you know, but it's, it's it, between us and grow healthy. It's up and down. Yeah. I mean, overall, like, it's flat. you guys, I mean, prices, accessibility, oh, you know, right. like, like, I, you, 
there's always something between, you know, like between your brand, the pop herb, uh, that the gold one that you had, the, the premium there, like you guys always have, you know, product pistol, clarity, Dom pen. And see, that's what it is. I want more expensive. It's about the selection. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that was, that was the thing. A lot of places and it's Florida because a lot of places are, are pushing, you know, they, they, they want to get it out. They want to get it out. So, you know, they, they try to do it as fast and a lot of people weren't really, experienced as far as you know stag- staggering your your harvests and your grow times and stuff like that so a lot of places only had one strain at a time you know a lot of places only had one or two products at a time um and that's that tends to also testing what they're capable of growing yeah. here because in florida and that's where our growing environment is so different i mean i've grown up north mm-hmm. i've been with some of the most oh, incredible fields that we can do outdoors here we can't right our weather destroys plants we tried we started with the pineapple express and it's it's a famed variety. Mm-hmm. We brought it in, growing it. Once we tested it, it ours ended up leaning indica. Okay. You know, with the way the terps came out, with the way with the way the signature came out. But it's a hybrid leading sativa, just like Blue Dream. Now our Blue Dream went hybrid sativa, and we kept it. We ended up getting rid of the Pineapple Express because of, in this environment, it molds. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the, the so, one thing it's, it's it, trial and error anytime, like whether you're doing it on a, you know, a home level or grand scale, a lot of times, because there's so many variations, there's so many different strains. And, you know, like I was, I was talking, um, with, uh, with Patrick is a, the dude at uh, learn sativa. And, um, it's, it's just kind of one of those things like you can take the same cut from the same plant and grow it in two different environments with two different growth styles. And you're going to get two completely different plants sometimes. Exactly. Thank you. See, that's something a lot of people, they don't understand. They think it's going to be the same every time. This is a plant and it, it changes. Mm-hmm. It flows, moves with the energy. I mean, it depends how it's grown. It depends the love that's put into it. It depends what they've given it to drink yeah. and the environment exactly, like and the can, lighting. You can have two completely different, uh, two completely different results on the same table. You know, like if the, if it's off, if the lighting is off, you know, it's it, you're going to have different levels because the plant is not necessarily temperamental, but it's highly, highly adaptive to the point where no matter what goes on to it, it will affect the plant. Well, and it comes down even to the cure. Mm-hmm. The, the cure is a very and it's something we don't Thank do here you. down south. Thank you. <laughs> Up north, I am I am a huge man that loves cold cure. Mm-hmm. It's something we don't do enough. Up north, yes. You know, in Cali, in Colorado, yes. Here, they don't. It's expensive. It's a time thing, yeah. Because you, it is, and it takes a lot longer. But your terpenes, and again, this is another hugely important conversation. Terpenes are number one. High THC is really only going to depict how high you are at the height of that entourage, and that way, you know, you're you're high, so you don't have to smoke as much, or you don't have to use as much, or sublingually, or topically. But it really only applies in my head. The high THC really only applies to things like your 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 weight loss, mm-hmm. making it an anoretic, mixing it properly with CBDs, people with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. All, high THC is great, but not for everybody, right. and it's not necessary. Your terpenes are a hundred percent necessary. That's what makes it that specialized. So that's yeah, um, I remember it was it was ridiculous because um, I worked for Fluent. And we, we took terpenes out during the process, like during the decarb process and things like that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my, well, I don't have any hair, but I'm, I'm just, I'm going nuts. I'm like, put it back into the fucking soil at least. Like they wouldn't, because I remember I was working in a, I was working in Seattle, this place, uh, the center for palliative care. And it was primarily edibles, uh, capsules. We supplied a lot of, um, a lot of different places. 
And we had a regular line of product and a terpene enhanced line because that's what it does. It, it creates the more specialized product. Like you have something that you need to hone in on. You need to focus in on a specific ailment or a treatment and you don't want to get fucked up. You don't want to get ripped or wasted and shit like that. You have a terpene enhanced on something with like a lower dose THC and it's going to help to specialize. And I mean, like they weren't even putting it back into the soil or into the nutrients. They were just, it was like plastic jugs in the in corner sitting there until we threw it all away. And I'm like, that's, that's waste. That's such a waste. So much waste, especially in the beginning, the amount of waste that I saw coming out of so many different farms. Oh, I mean, look, you use everything, everything. Yeah. That's the most amazing part of this plant. You can use Absolutely. everything. So that's, that's a big thing. And I, and you're right. But I think from the beginning of this industry to now, we've done some great changing. Oh yeah. And that's why I'm, I mean, even, even fluent has come out with some stuff that's been okay. I never knock anybody because that's why, look, we're community. Oh, exactly. We all come together. That's why we're different. And I shop everywhere. I buy from everybody. I like, look, Fluent and their Blue Dream, which is Baldor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, if they made something Gandalf, I'm all over that shit. I'm telling you, Gandalf, I'll buy it. I don't care what the hell it is. Well, today we have Gandalf in. Oh, ooh, I want that. Right. Gandalf. Right. Maybe some Dumbledore or some Potter. Harry Potter. Okay. Just no, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's funny. Like I, and the names <laughs> at the beginning, before I started there, I'm like, what the fuck are these names? Like, it, why no. did, like, Just call it it exactly. Like, I understand why mission. I, I, oh. I did too, because, and then the one, uh, the one operations manager, like he, there was a tour group. So he explained it and it's basically, you know, it's the strain variation. You know, you take this cut and you grow it here and you're going to get this blue dream, but you take this blue and you grow it in our facility with our people doing our way. And it's our blue dream. So we're calling it Baldor. And I'm like, that's great. But nobody knows but, what the fuck Baldor is. Everybody knows what blue dream is. You know, everybody knows what Jack Carrera <laughs> is. Nobody knows what fucking Hydra is. I mean, it's right. so right. like strain recognition and name recognition get that out there and then like if you want like at the bottom of the thing you know like in quotations be like this is our blue dream baldor or you know shit like that but they yeah they didn't want to budge on that but uh and i think and i think that was an important thing because for example me i heard they had blue dream i go for blue dream uh truly had oh it's tough truly it's tough to say that one <laughs> I, I like some other people yeah but to me they're like, okay okay i'm just gonna say it i'm just gonna go say ahead, it. go ahead so we're here for it Okay, no, no, I don't mock anybody, but they're like Starbucks. So my analogy is when you first get in the coffee and you really don't know coffee, you're like, ooh, this is pretty good. And I, I feel a little more adult and I'm having coffee and it's just full of sugar and chocolate and sugar and more chocolate. And then you go one day and you, you, you taste real coffee. You go to like a good coffee house and you have coffee and you're like, this is coffee. I mean, this is fantastic. What have I been drinking this whole time? That's how True Leaf and Liberty are. You go to True Leaf and it's like Starbucks. Then you come to Liberty and you're like, oh my God, this is the best coffee I've ever had. And so that, but because they bark louder than it shows the quality and the consistency in the flower, in the product. Mm -hmm. And so I don't knock them. They're, they're fine. You know, I still go to Starbucks if there's nothing else around. <laughs> no, I, I, I get that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I I base it on a, on a few different things. I'm a little bougie. Um, like I've I've been I've probably been smoking since I was ten years old. Like I'm from Pine Hills. I got family in Geneva. You know I've I've been I've been doing this a minute, and uh, I didn't think anything of it. And then I, I get out of the military and I move out to Washington, 
And I, I, I walk into a dispensary for the first time and it, like, I think my, my jaw is still on the floor from the first time I walked into a place. Oh, yes, you feel. It's like it comes up from your stomach, and you're like, oh. And then I get back. Amazing. I come back to Florida, and it was it was right before. Um, it was like 2014, 2015. So right, right, right before, right around the time that they opened it up. And I'm talking to my guys. Like, I'm talking to my dealers, my connections and shit like that. I'm getting on the street. And I'm like, hey, man, what kind of strange you got? You, you got, you know, you got, you got into this, get into this. Like I, I, I would make, like, I, I was bougie about it. I was like, you know what? Nah, I don't want that bag. Like, unless there's a name on that fucking bag, unless I can identify it, I don't fucking want it. I don't give a shit. No, see, that gets to the whole story of making names. And when I say names, people are like, how the hell do they name this shit? Look, it, it would, it would gain a name through the traction, through the history mm-hmm. of that bud. Sometimes that bud would change names. And so I wouldn't, you're right. I wouldn't buy shit unless it was named. Yeah. And like the name means something. So no, I, I understand that entirely, man. I'm sitting now. Now, if things are really bad, you know, they give you a name like, I don't care what the fuck the name is. Right. Just, just yeah. Yeah. If you can't find anything, it's what it is. That's, that's understandable. Like they're, they're, you know, extenuating circumstances. But I mean, like, like Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Gorilla Glue is a crazy famous strain, but a lot of people don't realize that's actually Gorilla Glue number four. Like that's not Gorilla Glue. It's, it's the fourth type of that strain. Exactly. Yes. There, there's so much to Gorilla Glue. That's just one part of it. So, hmm. Uh, see, it would be great. People could also see the video. Well, I'm doing a little live session on uh, Instagram, so behind the scenes. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, then let them know I since they can't see me. But if they can see me, then... Okay. I'm flipping it every now and then, yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so where, um, where did you come from before Florida? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, all right. The best place to start a couple years ago, I, um, I went nuts. I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't completely sane. I've never, I mean, to me, sanity is a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Um, but when, when my, my mind opened up, um, I started understanding the energy of the earth a little bit more short, long story short, my mom passed and it was detrimental. It destroyed me. And I had to recreate myself. I couldn't work in an office. I couldn't work under fake lighting. I, I, I couldn't work with people that selling product. I'm, what I was doing, I was an international freight forwarder. Okay. Um, logistics, shipping, customs, brokerage. It's great. Suit and tie. Okay. It's a paycheck. But yeah, it's a paycheck. But it, your life is your work. No matter what you end up doing, you need to understand that. That you work most of your life. And you better better fucking enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it you're wasting your life exactly and i love cannabis not just the smoking and the medical everything the agricultural the construction you know we are right now cannabis and covid wow something i want to definitely talk about in a few moments because this is huge this is hot Mm -hmm. and nobody's talking about it this is life-changing world-changing stuff where cannabis can block the receptors. I'm sorry, cannabis, yeah, can block the receptors against COVID. In short, I mean, I'm not getting into the technical stuff yet. As well as that, even patients that have already contracted COVID, once put onto a cannabis regimen, reduces the mortality to zero. Anyways, I'll get into that moment. So I've got some research that's backing it up. Actual medical research. It's been done on mice, though. So mice with COVID symptoms, 
I know. But no, mice. like like everything is, is done on mice in the beginning. Like that's one of those things people don't realize that. But I mean, like you know, you, we've we've we're we're cloning and and grafting and growing body parts and shit. And and half of the half of the breakthroughs that we have medically have come from mice. It's just people don't want to talk about it. Bullshit. Whatever. So it's it's still valid. I mean, we we have to take those steps before we can get to those steps, right? I mean, you got to get from that step to the next step to see to see the viable option, and to see how it's going to I mean, work. They're doing the same thing with MDMA in mice for for microdosing, uh, for you know PTSD and stuff like that. And they started that in mice, and and uh, FDA just approved third phase trials. So like they're getting into human trials now. But you know they they've been doing mice. which is huge, which is absolutely huge. That's fantastic that that we're really opening up to different research. And treatment options, and it's definitely cannabis. Cannabis did that. It was one of those things that people were so against it for no reason. It was just that belligerent ignorance, and then it's like, no, you know, we cure. Like Rick two people. It started two people that were actually morally against cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, now keep in mind we have pioneers, and I know it's one of the things you want to end up talking about. I want to mention it, like Doctor Rafael Rafael uh, Mecholam. I'm sorry if I put your name. I apologize. I, I do the same thing all the time. He's the godfather of THC. That's what I call him. You know, amazing. And he's in his mid-90s, late 90s. And recently just discovered another cannabinoid. Yeah, yeah that's like 132 Even or something more, now? Yes, yes. More potent possibly and more beneficial in, in treating ailments than THC or CBD. And now when we talk CBD, CBD is a multi-spectrum thing. Mm-hmm. It's CBC, CBG, CBCA, CBDA. I mean, there's so much to it. When you isolate the individual compounds is when you can do magic. Yeah. But on its own, nothing. Right, and a lot of people don't need that. Yeah, a lot of of people don't realize. They think that, you know, CBD is great. Like you said, it is is a miracle drug in its own right, but it needs. It requires. Yes, it must have THC. Now, a lot of people are like, yeah, but I don't want to be high. Then you do CBN. CBN is an aged, degraded THC. Boom. No entourage. No psychotropic effect. How beautiful. It's a medication. We need to break the stigma. It's not marijuana anymore. We are cannabis. We are going back to the the mother name. And to me, it's so important to break that stigma and stop calling it. I mean, yes, I like to recreationally call it whatever you want. But medically. Cannabis. We call it cannabis. Exactly. I mean, there's some stuff, and I've got some stuff on the on the the different the pages and the sites, and I try to post. You know, I, I do like notable people and and today in cannabis history and shit like that when I can find it. But I mean, it's I've got something on there reaching far back is you know the early 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 Chinese dynasties, like the first emperor of China, the uh, Quan Lo or some shit like that. Yes, actually, he knew cannabis. Yeah, like he introduced culture to you know to to China, and he yeah, like he he's got you know there's there's etchings and and scrolls and posters of shit him just surrounded by fucking leaves and shit. Like he it was he was a back. I believe it was one of the first crops sowed more than eighteen thousand years ago. The Egyptians were using cannabis. Napoleon, Napoleon, like he he had an energy drink made with cannabis. Like he would give that to his to his soldiers and shit like that. Benjamin Franklin, our presidents, the Constitution is president, not him. John F. Kennedy. It, it is. It's oh, it's amazing. No, no, that's the thing. You know, cannabis. To me, all marijuana, all cannabis is medical, mm. and we don't realize that we are regulating ourselves. You know, if you're out at a party and you're smoking a joint, you're regulating. You're bringing your body and your mind kind of at this beautiful even plane. Whether it's a little sativa or indica, it doesn't matter. 
you're still balancing out your body. You know, you're not going to go nuts. You're going to kind of just balance everything together. So I don't know, to me, there's, there's so much more to explore and that's where decriminalization, medicinalization, you know, regulate now. I, and, and this is a big one. I know people are like, well, no, wait, 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 don't talk like this or don't talk about regulation. Medicinal marijuana is regulated. Yes. Yes. I'm okay with this. Regulate it. Put a small tax. Yeah. A normal tax. When I say a normal tax, 7.5% tax or 8% tax. Let's not be stupid. Same thing. Thank you. Let us contribute back to society. Let us change. Look, this can change the United States. This can bring back jobs and commerce. This can revitalize us. And if it's a possible prevention of COVID, this can save the world. We were having some trouble with uh, with our, one of our analytical labs. So I took I took a nug from the you know one nug, broke it in half. Two different batches, two different results. And it's just like those they have to be regulated as well. And I know that there's a lot because it's everybody's grabbing at it because it's very new and shit like that. So, you know, you've got all these different companies that are like, oh, I'll do it now. You know, like doctors who have never done it before and have no idea, but they got their license because it's, it's, it's revenue, it's money, you know? And that's the problem is while we need to look at it as a viable medical alternative or a viable, you know, medical commodity, we don't need to look at it like the pharmaceutical industry. It is not a money. No, thank you. no, 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 no. That's, that's important. That's important. Don't look at it. But that's. But here's the problem. In order for our government to understand that this is something viable, mm-hmm. they have to look at it like the pharmaceutical industry. And because it's the money. And most the of government has been financing research in Israel mm-hmm. for more than 30 oh, yeah. years. Cannabis mm-hmm. research. And recently, from what I understand, Big Pharma has taken over that research. Yeah. Because so, they lost ass yes. when everything started coming over. Like all these different, you know, companies throughout the, the, the country, throughout the nation and shit like that. You know, medical went went in the books and, and they bottomed out. So they had to jump on it. I mean, it's 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 they've they've got the money, they've got the clout, you know, they've got the contract. So it's it's understandable that they get into something that big because otherwise they're screwed. Like, you know, they, they can't really when when something has been been regulated and and restricted and been there's so much federal pushback for so long and it's still a multi-billion dollar a year black market industry with so much pushback and that that industry is a fraction that's not extractions that's not edibles that's that's literally just the fucking plant and not even that's using just, the biomatter that's just the fucking plant makes billions oh God, of dollars a year no and you're right this is we are we are just scratching the surface. I mean, look, just just even foreshadowing just a little bit. Canopy growth. Canopy growth, they're a big boy. And if anybody's gonna make it in the long run, just letting you know, <laughs> it's canopy. They've got the billions behind them that pharmacopoeia has. Mm-hmm. That's why we have not made it into this market. And recently there has been a deal that they have made. And I believe I saw something very recent mm-hmm. about them coming next summer with infused drinks. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like the alcoholic beverage market. But that way, okay, but, but I'm just letting you know. And anybody investing into that stuff, be smart. Yeah. Because yeah. infused drinks are going to be bigger than your hard seltzers. Bigger. The thing is, though, like 10 times. Oh my god! On the on the East Coast, like a lot of this stuff is new, but 
you know, I, when I was, I was in Washington, 2000, 2010, as soon as I got out of the Marines, I went to, I moved out there and like everything, potato soup, ice cream, Chex Mix, sodas, teas, honeys, peanut butters, sprays, capsules, the pack, you know, transdermal patches, shit like that. Like, like I, I, I created a drink when I, when I still used to drink, um, I had a, a patient who made his own moonshine. So he'd come in, I'd, I'd <laughs> toss him a couple of pre-rolls. He'd give me a bottle of moonshine. You know, that, 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 that was our thing. So then I, uh, I signed this vendor who had, um, it was, it was that, the, the granny soda. And, um, there was she, she had like 12 different flavors, Coke and Mountain Dew, uh, root beer, ginger, stuff like that, all these different sodas. So I created something called the petting zoo. It's, it's moonshine and medicated soda. It seems janky at first, but once you get in there, it's actually quite fun. The petting zoo. <laughs> good. Very good. I like that. So it's just, it's just like, there needs to be, yeah, there needs to be a, a more, you know, connected between East Coast and West Coast, between the people who have been doing it for the last 10, 15 years legally, you know, like the in Colorado, California, Washington, Canada. I know Canada's having some trouble right now with their shit, but, but you know, know, that's where some some of the partnerships, like for example, with Liberty. Some of, and, and that's why today I didn't want to be just, you know, just specific Liberty, but it happens a lot only because Liberty kicks ass. Okay. I said it. Partnerships are where it's at. You need to partner in with brands that know what the hell they're doing. Exactly. Don't wait. Don't guess it. Don't play. Look, you can create what you want to create. Take your time to create what you want to create, but start with a proven right have have a stable track. yeah you know like a stable foundation yeah. so we just signed with vcc brands that mm. is cookie company we've already got a, a a deal with mary's medicinals which is already a, an award-winning brand same with vcc we got big pete's um we've got incredible edibles or incredibles wow so we're, we're coming into the market strong but we want to make sure we come in properly right and it's it's you know that whole yeah. you know walk or crawl before you can walk type thing. Like, yeah, well, we've done that from the beginning. Yeah, like, that's something I'm really proud you of. Have the You've got the creativity. You, know, you can you can do whatever you want to do. Pay the bills first. You know, like if they're doing well, it and it works they, and they want to work with you, fucking work with them. Like collective, cooperative. That's that's what the whole movement, the whole industry. That's, like, that's why we're still growing. That's why we continue to grow slow, but we do it in positive growth. We're not losing, and that's a big deal. You guys do have more we're, more variety of product stuff. than anybody else. I have noticed. Like a lot Thank of places, you, you know, um, uh, True Leaf has sunshine because of Robert and all that. And he's a great guy. I, I love Robert. Right. Robert's an amazing guy. But I, I think he backed the wrong horse. Um, you know, I think uh, Cure Leaf just got on that that MX, the their concentrates and stuff now. Select. This, yeah. I think Cure Leaf just went with Select. Um, so like, and then um, Sutera, I love. Got and, that's, and that's a decent brand. I'm glad they went with a good brand. Yeah, like but that. I'm saying like, like, that's how it is. Like everybody's got one other third party or one you know one of outside but you guys you guys got papa yeah, herb you've got you know you've got yeah like three or four different ones oh, Papa's herb. there's so much exciting things coming yeah, good i don't even know if i could mention Mid this may be why they say occasionally i have a big mouth no i'm just it's just coming out huh? disposables super super affordable multiple strain disposables nice. that one that you guys have lasted now. forever i will say that dom pen i got oh, one of those whoa. uh because i got one from sutera like forever ago because they were like 18 bucks sutera had them i was like this is fucking awesome i remember these out there and I, I loved them and now they're like 30 bucks that pissed me off 
But um, yeah, the, the one that I got from you guys actually lasted longer than one of the cartridges I had. Like that shit surprised the hell out of me. Yes. See, that's impressive. Look, t- that's see, that's the kind of things people need to understand where we mold into retail. It's still about product, but it's about selection. Exactly. And consistency in that product. Because look, that Dom Pen, that Pineapple Coast, love the pineapple. Oh my God. That four to one, um, um, I want to say it's the honey, honey citrus. Yes. That's citrus. I think I have it like right over here somewhere. I was like, I was about to pull it out. Like, look, honey citrus. Um, I'm not a big heavy CBD smoker Mm -hmm. because to me, CBD is a little harsh. I see that. But love it. Every part of it. I love it. Our Moroccan mint. uh, That's a one-to-one. Love it. Everything Dom Pen has been super. Oh, yeah. Future weed. And that's, that's been their whole. Actually, wait, see, I've even got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a lot of people don't don't understand or they don't realize it, they don't they don't think about it. And then this is this is coming from from my my culinary background. Like that's that's my my degree. I have a, a culinary degree. And oh, we're gonna have to definitely talk about I, I cooking a, with cannabis. I went to be a menu writer. Not, oh, oh, that's that's, that's, that's what I went for. So, it. like I. I, like I said, I've opened up a few restaurants. Um, last job I had was a sous chef. I was in charge of a few different places. I, I did the uh, the Disney apprenticeship um, through Starwood. So so I did that. So I love to just tinker with shit. Like I'll walk into a store and not have a grocery list. I'll be like, ooh, that looks good. And that looks good. And this looks good. Like I got a, a, I got a, a, th- a party that I'm going to. It's a it's a online thing because I got a bunch of friends everywhere. But it's a, a Halloween uh, cook-off. I'm going to take pictures. And I was, as I'm driving, cause I've, I ain't got shit else to do. So I, I came up with, it's going to be like stuffed peppers, but I'm going to use those little, the, the baking pumpkins. And it's going to okay. be, it's going to be a basmati rice, a little bit of Jasmine ground lamb and andouille sausage with a infused. Very beautiful flavor with that lamb. That's nice. With an infused, um, sun-dried tomato reduction. So like the, the reduction is going to be medicated. And then I'm gonna make stuffed peppers, but with the pumpkin, I'm gonna bake them, cut them, carve them, stuff everything. So it's a little like it's a little a new little thing. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> you see a little draw. I doodle. I, I, I have to. It's the way my brain works. Um, and then I'm gonna do. I've got a. I've got the the food grade airbrush. That, that's a zucchini. That one's a zucchini. I'm just saying that, that's a zucchini. I'm totally. Sure. Um, and then I'm going to do a, uh, the Parmesan crisps. So it's basically just take Parmesan, you bake them oh, the crisps nice. and I'm going to do a little, uh, like the, I got a little cookie cutters. I'm going to do little pot leaf cookie cutters and little ghost cookie cutters. And then I've got <laughs> the, the food grade airbrush machine that I'm going to dilute a little oil with food coloring. So it's going to be the infused food coloring and I'm going to paint the, the ghosts and the, the pot leaves, the little Parmesan. Crisps. <laughs> so it's going to be, the food, like and it. then like, yeah, I'm going to the, they add the infusion to it. So I, I, I love to do that shit. But what people don't realize now, is, I imagine, I imagine you make your own butter. Yes, uh, I don't like butter as much. I, I guess I'm, I'm a big guy and I've been doing this forever, so I do RSO. Like I, I've taught. Okay, no RSOs are beautiful. Yeah, like I've I do my butters differently. Yeah, um, my butters go very different. Look, I don't, I don't use a butter machine. I'm not breaking it down with the flour. I'm going to make life easy. I'm going to get something already activated. I'm going to okay. go pick up one of our, our distillate concentrates through the workshop, like a White Widow. Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful because it's got those pinings where you go a little bit, a little bit lemony, a little, a little hashy, a little, a little, you know, earthy, and then you, then it, so it's it's a sativa enough, but it comes into that beautiful body, body and muscle indica, and so I really love the flavor profiles, the terpenes and the flavonoids in that. So what I do, I I go to I I'm, I'm I cheat, 
I go to Publix. Mm. I go to Publix and I buy a big roll of that Amish butter. Oh, I like Kerrygold. And you want to get the one that's really nice and orangey because that's aged just a little bit. That's the kind of butter you want. So you go pick it up. It's fatty. It's creamy. It's beautiful. So you're going to take this butter and it's a big roll. So you're going to cut it in the four quarters and you're going to put it in four separate dishes. And you're going to let it emulsify down, okay? Because you don't want it all hard. You want to go ahead and let it get down to room temperature like that. Then you're going to take that syringe and you want to you want to put it in, like, say, a Ziploc baggie first, run it under the hot water for 20 seconds, change the viscosity in that syringe. Right. And this is where you buy because if you're getting an RSO and you're going to do an RSO with this, I haven't tried it with an RSO. And that sounds kind of exciting. The I alcohol extraction. It's better for edibles. See? And that might be quite interesting. So I take the syringe and I put a quarter of that syringe into each dish. And then the first dish, I'll, I'll crush up some fresh basil and I'll put it in there. Next dish, maybe Cajun spices. Maybe the next one, some Jamaican jerk. The last one, maybe some dill. Don't know. We'll see. Maybe rosemary, some thyme, lovely stuff. Then I come back. I blend each dish individually. Blend, blend, blend till, you know, I, I feel it's all mixed together really well. Take that each individual dish, pour it into a Ziploc baggie, shape it into the form of butter and put it in the freezer. No longer than an hour because you don't want ice crystals on your butter. Then, of course, we're messing with flavor. You know, you don't want to mess with flavor of your butter. Butter's an important thing. That fat, man. The fat's where it's at. Exactly. So you take it out, put it in the fridge. Now you have individual rolls of THC infused flavored butter that you can use. Each core, each little stick of butter off of this is roughly around five to seven to eight milligrams ish. Boom. Makes it easy. I mean, and that's what it's all about. You want to find ways to make it easy and to incorporate it into your life. So it's not medication. It's, it's something we do to, to regiment our day, to, to catch that flow and be able to stay there. I, uh, that does sound good. I've been getting into, um, the infusions more than, than making the butter, you know, the different strains and doing like cold oil infusions. Or I, oh, I, I used to, I used to have it. Avocado oil. It's a fatty, unfiltered, organic avocado oil. The profile with so many beautiful strains. Um. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Avocados. I got a, I got a, a PDF. I did a little video. Um. But no. Um. I had. I used to have a, an immersion heater, which is kind of like the the fish tank heaters and things like that for the aquariums. It's a little more intense. You just you you've got a large container of water, a tank, aquarium, things like whatever like that. And you you attach the immersion heater and you you heat it up to about one one ninety ish, two hundred two ten, and you've got four or five different mason jars: avocado oil, coconut oil, butter, you know the uh, different different oils, different different liquids, vinegar, things like that. And you've got a different strain in each one of those. You put all that into the water, two hundred degrees, let that sit. Then you have a a, uh, a molecular gastronomy side infused uh, medium so instead of breaking the plan instead of using an rso instead of you know doing an alcohol extraction or doing the butter infusion instead of like that or the the extraction it's an infusion so you've got you can then use the can the actual plant itself for something because it still has a little bit left in it because there's always some left in any infusion and then you've got the oil or the vinegar or the butter or whatever else and you've got the avocado oil uh, for for everything, because avocado oil is amazing, and then coconut oil for not only edible, but because of because of coconut oil's properties, you then have a a dermal product, like a topical a topical product. That is true. That is true. Actually, that's 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 a very interesting way of doing it. I like that. I like the infusions. I've smoked with it. 
you know, I've done, I've done it in so many different ways. I love cooking with cannabis and that's a great way to also help a lot of patients that look, it's beyond smoke. It's not all about smoking. Exactly. It's not all about inhalation. I make topicals. I have fibromyalgia. I also have neuropathy and, you know, on one side of my body, I have this. And on the other side of the body, I have this. I actually use almond oil mm -hmm. and I will use the concentrates and I'll mix portions of that with so many capfuls. I already have like this ratio and I'll just blend it with my finger until it's not sticky anymore and rub it into my leg until my leg warms up. And now it's microdosing. Exactly. And that's the, really the big trick. Some people tell me, yeah, but I take it and I, I slather it on there and nothing. I'm like, look, you got to rub it in until things warm up. You got to do it regularly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah that's the same my uh my, my ex she's got asthma and she's got endometriosis and she's got two uh two bulging uh, uh vertebrae so she can't like she can't even be around heavy dust like we have a dozen different filters in the house because her asthma is so bad but i got her on uh, initially it was a cbd because it was a it was a lot to fight because she had she had the bad stigma in her head because her family's addiction and and stuff like that but it's not it's it's the harder stuff or it's alcohol shit like that she, but she just had a she had that mindset so it took four or five years and it took her actually starting to work. She worked for Fluent as well in one of the dispensaries before she really got comfortable with it enough. Um, but yeah, like I, we, we had the, the topicals for her back. I would rub that into her back and her legs because she had RLS too. And then I got her on a, a tincture um, regimen. And like she went from, you know, maybe one or two flare-ups a day to maybe once a month. You know, RLS wow. letting her sleep and things like that. And it, it totally blew her mind. I think that was See, that added to it incredible. because she she had that mindset of, oh, no, it's bad. And it's money. I can't I can't do it because I can't smoke. I've got asthma. And then I'm like, hey. See, to me, these are the stories people need to hear. Though. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, look, recently I had a I had one of our one of our patients, a friend, a patient, you know, he called me up and he goes, Orin, it's, I didn't want to tell you earlier, but it's been like three months, three months. I've been off methadone. Nice. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. It's incredible. Especially with recent research in the Alzheimer's uh, where cannabis destroys the protein mm -hmm. that, that, that uh, perpetuates the Alzheimer's uh, um, uh, progression. And oh my God. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. There's so much coming out. There's so much it can do. And I know, I know you also want to talk about um, um, bipolar. Yeah. You know, any mental disorders. Oh, it's always such a, it, it's an individualistic thing. Mm. When I say that, it's per individual. You know, when we when we use when we talk about cannabis and and anything neurological, cannabis and and bipolar. Now, bipolar is a different thing because you're two different people. And depending on if you're manic or you're clinical or if you have anything else, like I I have I've I've, I've got bipolar disorder. I've got PTSD. I've got survivor's guilt. I'm going to go into this later in the in the thing. Um, uh, antisocial personality disorder and a manic depressive. So like if I'm having a manic day, like if I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm just, just down or whatever. And then I have a bipolar flare up. Like I could be, I could be whistling Dixie and flipping pancakes in the morning and then, you know, cursing out the dog and Hulk smashing my printer by brunch, you know? So it's, it's, there are, there are people who have it and there are people who have different things and they, they, they interact and things like that. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it is a case by case basis. And that's the beauty of cannabis because there's thousands of different variations. They can do thousands of different things for any specific thing. Right. But we can also understand and learn our regimen. Exactly. And when I say that cannabis works differently for everybody, but it doesn't. Once we start to regulate, once we, our bodies, once we stop producing as many cannabinoids, 
and this is where it gets interesting. It gets super technical and, and I, and I don't want to butcher it. I really don't, but our bodies actually stop producing certain cannabinoids. Hmm. It balances hmm. us out. And all of a sudden, you know, a lot of the, the different ailments that, that we have start to disappear right? because we're balancing. And, and all of a sudden, like with me, I got off the, I got off my mood altering medications. I got off of my cholesterol medication. I got off my weight loss medication, which I didn't lose anything. <sighs> I actually, I did. I lost my ass. I have absolutely no ass. Um, I think before the medication, I might've had some ass, but, but after the medication lost my yeah, ass, surprise. That's surprise. Surprise. I was about 280 pounds, a little bit more, maybe my cholesterol was way over 400. Hmm. Um, and the reason I'm this is like my analogy in, but the thing is I, I got off. And when I got off of my mood altering medications, many of them, I gained more weight oh, yeah. and you know, and it changes you even more, but I ended up doing it little by little. I went to cannabis and as I've done that for about seven to 10 years now, I've been completely cannabis only. My weight is down to 175. My cholesterol is below a buck 50. At 45, I feel better than I've ever felt. You look great. And that's the thing. And that's why a big deal to talk about, especially right now with COVID. Yes. Everybody's feeling sluggish. Everybody's feeling slow. You know, they're, they're, oh, wow. You know, we're, those that are still working, we're working hard and we're working extra hard. Oh, you guys are killing doing, it, dude. You guys are fucking killing it. I love it. We're burnt out and exhausted. Everybody is. Everybody needs a break. So they feel pretty rough. And that's where cannabis comes in. It's 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 almost that body's break that we're, we're making it take. We're like, look, regulate, balance out. Because our brain will keep us busy. Our brain, brain will keep us going. So during COVID, it's been a big deal. Cannabis and COVID has been a big conversation right now. And this is something that I want people to start talking about. Cannabis and COVID. Then let's talk about and it here, folks. I, you heard it first. Straight from the orange mouth. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Straight from the orange mouth. Well, look, cannabis and COVID. We need to start looking at this as a nation, as a country, as a world. This is an effort. If right now there's one million deaths, and there's a recent research study, and I have to, and I'm going to have to find it. I'll give you the link to it. So if you could link it or post oh, it, yeah, I'll put it up on the. Page. This is incredible. There's two direct research studies right now that are going right now directly researching cannabis and COVID where it, COVID could be used as a preventative. Um, can, uh, COVID somehow blocks the receptors for, uh, for you actually being able to get COVID. Blocks the receptors. So this is a preventative, if not possible, immunity to COVID down the line, as well as that in the other tests that they have been doing. Uh, mice with COVID symptoms, ALDS, I believe it is, or your body ends up getting um, a distress syndrome, right. which causes the upper respiratory breakdown. And that's where people are dying from COVID. Mm -hmm. We've had 1 million deaths. Well, in this study, every one of the mice who had the cannabis. Now, by the way, they didn't use cannabis before they got COVID. They're mice. Right. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> it's the, like some guy down the road. Saying, look, look, I need, I need some cannabis. Right. Because you know, oh, the scientists knew what they're doing. So they You're like, you got the that mice. cheese? No. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> and, and that's the greatest thing. So these mice having COVID were given cannabis, a hundred percent survival. The mice that were not given cannabis, they all died. 
this is monumental. Those mice were this masks, is something we man. should be talking Mask it up, about. mice. And, uh, it's amazing. This is amazing. It's amazing that cannabis can save COVID victims when they when when they have the respiratory distress syndrome. I think it's it's ARDS. Yes, ARDS is auto respiratory distress syndrome. So cannabis is a viable, sustainable, life-saving option mm-hmm. against COVID. Wow. Mr. President, I hope you're paying attention. I know recently you just contracted COVID. And Mr. President, uh, I, I think you just need to smoke a joint. Come to think about it, we may, oh my God, you and me right now, we've just come up with a plan to save the world of 73% of its problems. You ready for this? All right, let's, let's hear it. Okay. World peace. Everybody needs to come to a table. All the leaders, we all need to smoke or use orally edibles, whatever you want to do. Just have a sesh. Just have a huge sesh. Now, we'll all come together and hug before we leave. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I've seen a rabbi, a priest, and and an atheist smoke. And oh my God, they could have changed the world if more people saw this. The thing is, they're going to smoke, but now they're also protecting themselves from COVID. And if they have COVID, they're curing themselves from COVID. And once we bring all the world leaders together, we can cure world hunger. Because at that point, we'll have gotten our asses or our heads out of our asses. And asses that, somewhere. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I'm excited. Oh, now that's beautiful. I'm pumped. No, really. All joking aside, cannabis is really a viable option when looking at COVID treatments. It, it is. And like you, you were talking about, you know, like to get together and stuff uh, real quick, I wanted to, uh, to, to run this by you. I had this idea. I was talking to a buddy, uh, another service member of mine and, you know, we were talking about the VA and how the VA is, is, is doomed from the start and, you know, needs more. Imagine if the VA, because the, the, the government, they're, they're letting um, service members use CBD now. Like that's, that's a thing. But I have a lot of, Correct. I have a lot of vet friends. I, I mentor a lot of people and shit like that that are worried that if their VA doctor finds out that they've got their med card, they're going to, you know, they're going to lose their benefits. Imagine if the VA, just the VA, not, not the government, but the, the, the voluntold organization where the government says, Hey, this is what you have to do. And you're going to have to fund yourself. Imagine if they started growing hemp and CBD products. Oh my God. Not only would that oh cut, would, would that cut down on the, the, the addiction problem, the opioid problem, they wouldn't have to spend another dime on pharmaceutical products. They'd never have to get another pharmaceutical contract. Then you've got the biomatter. You could also you employ jobs. people. Exactly. Jobs. You've got the biomatter to grow, to grow homes, to, to grow clothes, to do ropes, yes. to do oh. textiles, to replace the 50,000 different fuels and textiles and, and products yeah. from one plant yeah. after yes. you make the life-saving yeah. medication, after you get someone off of, of you know opioids, after you give the medication to absolutely everyone who needs it and you're not sitting there like, I don't go to the VA because I don't need to yet. My father is 100% disabled. I don't want to go to the VA and take up a spot that I know somebody else needs more just because it takes fucking forever to get anything done at the VA. It takes forever to get the treatment. It takes oh, forever. One to get plant, it. not even THC, one, just hemp, just CBD, just, just hemp, hemp. could just solve Justin, it's every from even just industrial hemp. That's fine. It can be cultivated very beautifully. They're doing great up north. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Some of the things I've seen have been incredible. But yes, this would be. This would be fantastic. Here's the problem. It's still a government agency. Exactly. And we need to decriminalize. Mm-hmm. Just in decriminalization, we can finally medicinalize our understanding of cannabis. 
in its spectrums of CBDs and, and THC. It's, it's the combination together. And when I say that, it's the understanding of the individual, which is the mass, the collective, and the understanding of our overseers, draconian government that still runs everything. Right. We just got to meet them out now at this point. Like they've been fighting back so much and we're making a lot of progress. But at this point now, if we just kind of sit back and wait it out, that old mindset will, uh, you know, I'm not sorry to say I don't fucking care, die out. Like those people, we like, oh, just got to wait them out. This is where they have an opportunity. And this is, a, it's funny when you say the VA. I was actually looking at our religious institutions and this is very touchy. It is. But religion, okay. And it's just a long, I'm just going to throw it out there religion itself is dead not god god's alive and well but religion is a very tough things for people tough thing for these people are more people spiritual than they are religious now exactly and religion is looking for a whole new way to bring people back in to the fold so don't you give my cannabis okay. to religion you son of a bitch don't you do it i'm just saying no i'm just saying I think I think religion needs to go ahead and embrace cannabis. I, I think and they all need a complete stuff. whole revamp because I might I, like I can't even as much as I love it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not really. No, nah, I'd hate it then. I'd hate it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm flipping through the channels on the radio, driving around the country. And I'm just like, I, I start to hear that. Music. I'm like, nope, nope, something else. Nope, uh, uh-uh. static, finish. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Sports. I don't fucking but care. No, I mean, it's we have an opportunity with COVID, and this is an opportunity not only to save the United States with commerce our economy, you know, future growth, but we sh- we can be at the, at the head of research and innovation in this. We can really, cause we have great minds. So when we change that stigma and the government finally says, yes, we're open, let's do it, man. Oh, hit the ground let's running. do it. <laughs> like I was talking to um, the, the pharmacist, he works for a, um, a large pharmacy company. Uh, he said the largest, so you can, you know, take what you want. And while they, because as a as a as a hospital worker, there are no regulations. If he's a medical cannabis patient, he's allowed to work at the hospital. There are no, you know, there are no regulations against that in the hospitals. But of course, the retail side of it, they do. But he said, now that being said, the second it's open, they're ready for products on the shelf. So even major pharmaceutical companies not only have plans in place, but I guarantee you, some of them actually have tested, done, packaged, oh, no, they're ready. you know, product ready to go. Ready to go. Exactly. They are ready to go. And that's, you know, I don't want it to necessarily jump in the hands of pharmaceutical, but the individual consumer is going to know and understand smarter. And they're gonna be like, uh, wait a second, yeah. I'd rather go here. Exactly. Now I'm not going to bear or Merck or the, you know, because their bud just, you know, looks so pharmaceutical. It's true. Ish. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just one of those things. So I, I really think, you know, we're really we're really getting to a great place right now with the vertical integration. I, I definitely want to see. I want to. I want it to keep stay medical mm-hmm. because I believe we do need some sort of regulation in this, yes. as opposed to going recreational, being part of that conglomerate of growers, and it's just kind of. I mean, I love the open market. I want the market to be more open. So I kind of want a little bit of both sides right. of the fence. Absolutely. But compromise. Look, every good marriage is about compromise. So why can't we compromise a little bit with the government? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do we lose it? But no, I really think I'm excited to see what comes out from COVID and cannabis research. Definitely. And anything it's directly related to. Because in some of these articles, which I am still, I'm, su- I'm super shocked that 
you know, it come like in this one, they said it all comes down to the body's ACE2 receptors and how cannabis is able to work. And it sort of works, you know, because these are the doorways into our body. And if it's able to block those receptors, then, you know, wow, we just don't get COVID. So again, it's, it's viable options for not only treatment, prevention, um, immunization, a natural antibacterial uh, immunosuppressive, you know, wow. It's just, there's, there's so much going on here. So anyways, I just wanted to mention that again, because I really think anything cannabis and COVID is. All right. Definitely. Um, that is, that is amazing. Um, you've got a lot to say. I really enjoy talking to you. So what I want you to do, go ahead and you've got my LinkedIn. I sent you the thing. So just look at that list, the, the 10 episodes, pick one of those episodes, whatever you want to do, and we'll have you back on and, and anything else like you're, you're always welcome. You want, you've got something to say, send me a line. Some of you got my email, you've got LinkedIn, you've got anything like that. Something pops up middle of the night. Like I chronic inside, I don't fucking sleep. So send whenever. Uh, so yeah, like you get something, just, just go ahead. Cause I definitely, definitely loved. And I know that this is going to, this is going to help a lot of people, but, uh, I really appreciate you, you coming on here and, uh, I, I look forward to having you again. Look, I, I enjoy it. Anytime I can talk cannabis and we can reach people and really not only change that stigma, but change the way they see it and, and we can move forward. And that's what it's all about moving forward. I love it. Definitely. And uh, so anytime you need me, I'm more than happy. Definitely. All right. Awesome. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening and check out all of the amazing podcasts on MJBulls.com. And remember, tune in, toke up and thank Chronic Insomnia. Thank you, folks. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.